In this episode of College on Fleek, we're talking about sex, sort of. We're gonna talk about the huge mistake that college women are making right now. So stay tuned to College on Fleek. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman, this is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about sex, kind of, and the major mistake that college women are making right now. But before we get to that, let's take a motivation minute. One of the things that can kill your motivation is just feeling overwhelmed. Now, I like to have a to-do list, so every day I have a list. And I'm gonna just tell you, I really love at the end of the day when I look at my list and everything is checked off. And the longer the list and the more checks I have, the happier I am. But the downside of that is that when you have a long list of things to do, if you really can't get to them, then really every day it just seems like your list of things you're not doing is getting longer. So one thing that I recommend, and I do this, is think of what are the three things that have to get done before you go to bed tonight, just three. Now, I don't mean things like go to class or put gas in the car. Like, if they're things that you're going to do anyway, I wouldn't necessarily include them. If you're an athlete, you wouldn't say go to practice because you're gonna be going to practice. But it might be something like create list of English paper topics or start reading math chapter three or create flashcards for history exam. Come up with three things that like absolutely are going to have to get done before you go to bed tonight. Again, I don't mean like studying for tomorrow's exam because that's something you're gonna do. But it might be something like make sure I go for a walk or drink two extra bottles of water. Just three things though. And that is a much more manageable list. For me personally, I'll focus on just three things, like not grade papers, because I'm gonna get that done anyway. But it might be things like, make sure I go for a walk. The second thing might be, make sure I stick to my healthy food plan. The third thing might be, um, research ideas for College on Fleek. So just come up with three things that you would like to accomplish today. In every episode, we like to give you a success hack or a study hack. I'm gonna share a success hack with you today, and that is podcasts. I am a huge podcast listener. One of my students this semester, we were talking about music, and one of the students asked me, Miss Dittman, what kind of music do you like to listen to? And I said, well, you know, a few different things. And I, I kind of told him, but one of the things that they asked me was, well, let's say, you're just gonna be in the car for like five minutes and you just have to go from here to here. What are you gonna to listen to? Now, I didn't, I wasn't really honest with them because here's the truth. One, I frequently don't listen to anything. That's right. Your girl has complete silence in the car. I love that. That probably freaks you out right there. But if I'm gonna to listen to something, it is generally a podcast. 
I like to listen to podcasts about business development. Um, now, I like Oprah's podcast. She's got a couple of podcasts that I really enjoy. She has a Masterclass podcast and a Super Soul Sunday podcast, which is fantastic. There are many political podcasts out there. And then, of course, there are plenty of entertainment podcasts, which are just variety or comedy. Personally, like I said, I like to listen to podcasts that are business related. And a lot of times that's a way that I turn my car into a classroom because I'll listen to a podcast dealing with whatever thing I'm trying to learn. So for example, if I'm trying to learn how to use messenger bots in my business, I might listen to several podcasts that are talking about bots and how they work and what's good and what's not great about them. Or I might listen to a podcast on how to better define your target market or what do we need to know about email marketing rules. But I love podcasts because they're free and they're usually fantastic content and it's just a really great way for you to learn things and stay informed. Many times we don't have time to read a book, but you can listen to a podcast. Now, a study hack for you is go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. In fact, just today, I returned exams to a class and one of my students had been making 50s on his exam. He got an 87 on this exam. And I asked him, I said, you, you have to tell me what you're doing because I know he's not cheating. And he said, I'm making the flashcards that you taught us how to make in the Study Smart Toolkit. He added 30 plus points to his grade. So do yourself a favor and go to collegeonfleek.com and get that Study Smart Toolkit. It's a video tutorial. It's like I'm sitting down with you one-on-one -on -one and I'm teaching you how to study. It's any test, any class, any university, any major. I've, I've shared it with high school students at works, graduate students. I had a student today ask me, I'm really struggling in my economics class. Could it help me with that? Absolutely. One of my students used it for her psychology class. Bam, got an A. One of my other students used it in political science, bam, got an A. Now, I can't promise you that you're gonna get an A, but I will tell you that my experience over 18 years of teaching, as I've been teaching students and coaching them on how to study the Study Smart Toolkit, I have watched students go from Ds and Fs to As and Bs. It works. And I don't mean over the course of, of a semester, I mean the very next test. So what are you waiting for? Go to collegeonfleek.com, get the Study Smart Toolkit. All right, now let's talk about what we're here to talk about today. I'm seeing college age women who are making, I'm just gonna tell you, a lot of mistakes when it comes to men. But we don't have time to take care of all that stuff right now today. We're just gonna, take a part of this and in some future episodes we'll dive into this a little bit deeper and guys don't turn off the show because really want your input and the college men that I talk to are reinforcing the things that I'm saying but I want to hear from you and so 
I want to always make sure I'm not misrepresenting our guys. And I want to know if you agree, disagree, etc. This is not a male bashing show by any means. So I'd love to hear from you. And what I'm going to talk about, if you feel like you know some girls who could benefit from this message, you may want to share this and even tag them. So one of my students a few weeks ago made the comment, she said, oh, I don't know, Miss Dittman, all my friends are just so boy crazy. And I said, yeah, I can relate. Now, boy crazy when you're your age is one thing. I'm tell you what, I see plenty of women my age who are boy crazy too, and it is not pretty. But let's just take a look at one part of boy crazy. And here's, here is the truth as to why We've seen a change in society that women are being more aggressive in general with relationships. Well, for one thing, women mature faster than men do, and that's true emotionally, but what's also happening right now is physically, women are developing younger and younger, and that's for a lot of reasons. The, the largest reason, pardon the pun there, is obesity and overweight. When you are obese or overweight, your body is producing more estrogen. And estrogen is what's gonna kick you into a menstrual cycle. And the other issue there is we have what are, what are called xenoestrogens, which are unnatural estrogens, a lot of times in our food supply with different plastics and whatnot. But so you have females who are starting menstruation earlier and therefore younger and younger females will get into the mindset of, hey, if you know I'm ready to have children, I mean, even if you're 13, you know you're not ready for a baby, but your body thinks, okay, we're ready to have a baby. And so it's very normal then for a female to start thinking in terms of boys. And to other people, it looks like she's boy crazy. Now, another problem though, is that these same estrogens in men, because when we see men who are struggling with obesity or being overweight, or even the environmental estrogens in men, estrogen lowers testosterone. And so you'll see men who are not interested in a relationship and women who really are interested. So the women are being aggressive and they want to, you know, like, I want you to be my boyfriend. The other thing that we have going on culturally right now is that we have more women than men. And then when you look at professional men and professional women, you have way more professional women than you have professional men, even at your age. When you're in a demographic like we have right now, where there are so many more women, the men don't really have to do a whole lot to get a woman because the women are like, hey, pick me, I want a man. And women perceive that there's not that many men so they'll be more aggressive and more competitive. Another cultural change is that men don't have to be married anymore to have sex. You know, back in the 40s and 50s, it wasn't, condoned to be sexually act active outside of marriage. Today, um, it's really part of the culture and whether or not that's a good idea or whether or not we're comfortable with it, that is just where we are. And so 
men today don't have that pressure of, you need to get married. And I see a lot of my college students, the girls are stressed out if they're not engaged by their junior year because many of their friends might be getting engaged and married. And of course the guys are like, I'm not even close to ready. And at your age, a lot of times men will say, well, I just really wanna get my career going and I really wanna get established. And that is legit, that is good. In fact, if you're dating a guy and he says that to you, well, I don't wanna get engaged until I've gotten my career stable. That actually is a good thing because that shows that he is a provider and he wants to be able to take care of you and that is good. But what I really wanna focus on right now is the trend I see of young women who are chasing men. And I'm not trying to pick fights with anybody here, okay? Because I see women my age chasing men and I'm just gonna tell you it'll backfire on you most of the time. But let's talk about the bad advice that many of you are getting at your age, which is, well, hey, you know, it's 2018 and you, you can ask a guy out, you can call a man. An article on, on the cover of Vogue this year was the new rules of engagement. You can propose to him. And I'm just gonna tell you, you can do all that, but it's gonna work against you and I'm gonna tell you why. Even with everything I just mentioned, with cultural shifts and demographics, etc., etc., you're up against millions and millions and millions of years of evolutionary psychology. And here's how a man's brain is programmed. This is not about personality. This is not about culture. This is not about women's rights. I'm just gonna talk to you right now about the science. Men are programmed to hunt. Women are programmed to gather, and there's a reason for that. Because for women, and I mean, I'm talking about like when we were cave people. Okay, so if you had a baby, well, you couldn't go out hunting with carrying a baby. Okay, you're not gonna be able to, you know, spear fish and, I don't know, club a rhinoceros or something when you have a baby. So you're pregnant for nine months, you have the baby, and you have to provide for that child for a minimum of five years. You're not able to go out and hunt and it wouldn't be safe for you to just like leave your baby next to a tree and try to go shoot something. In tribes, women would stay together and take care of the children and would gather what they could because you can gather something when you're holding a baby and the men would go out and hunt, which by the way is one reason why men are able to really focus on a task at hand. Women can multitask. Uh, again, I'm not talking about I'm not male bashing, I'm not saying men aren't, aren't as good as women are as, at things, I'm talking about the science of how our brains are put together. So for women, we can multitask. You would have had to do that to survive. I'm talking like caveman days. So you got a baby on your hip, you're trying to watch out, make sure you know some big saber-toothed tiger isn't gonna come into the camp, plus you're having to pay attention, like don't pick the red berries because they're poisonous, don't step on that leaf because you know it'll kill you. But you're trying to gather up so you'd have to be able to multitask. Where men, if you're gonna hunt, you can't be distracted because you have got to be able to sit and focus on what you're doing and because if you don't, nobody's eating. 
So there are certain differences between males and females that were programmed into our brains, into our biology, just to help us survive. So part of this is that for a woman, it is very natural for a woman to want to find a man who will bond with her and protect her and take care of her. Where men, again, we're just talking about what'll keep the species alive. Men are going to be more programmed to you know, kind of like hit it as many times as they can to get their DNA out as many times as they can to cast their DNA forward for better survival chances. Where women, well, we can't do that. You're, you can only have one baby a year, okay? And like, you can't have two babies in a year unless you had twins. So you're gonna have that baby and listen, you can't go out and get enough food to feed yourself and your baby. You need someone to help you and take care of you. That's why women are usually looking for a man with resources. And by the way, at your age, you don't have to worry about this, but men are psychologically programmed to value youth and beauty. And that actually works in your favor, ladies, right now. But men are hunters, they like a challenge. I mean, maybe you've heard the analogy that if you know a guy who likes to hunt, I mean, if you just went and shot a deer and dragged it over to his apartment and set it in front of his door and went, look, a deer. He would not be excited about that. But if he goes out deer hunting, he's so excited about the deer that he shot. Guys like to hunt. That's why they like competitive sports. They like to win. They like to have a victory. So when you are super available and they don't really have to work hard for you, you have less value. And that leads me kind of to my second point. In general, people are lazy. I'm not saying men, I'm saying people in general. We're all lazy. We're all gonna take the path of least resistance. So yeah, if you are taking the lead with a guy and you're calling him and you're saying, let's hang out and you're inviting him to do stuff, he'll probably go along with it, especially if you're cute. Cause you know, who wouldn't? It's fine. But you're not necessarily all that special to him because you're just there all the time and he doesn't have to put forth any effort. And let me tell you something, people in general, but men especially value what they work for. They value what they work for. And so when they've had to work for something and earn it, they really value it. It is special to them. And that's why when you're just so available and you're just throwing yourself at every guy that you see, they are not that into you. They might like you for a day or two. They might have sex with you, but you're not gonna be long-term girlfriend or wife material to them because you're not special. And this, by the way, goes back to evolutionary psychology. Men are programmed because see, think again, back when we're cave people, a woman, she needed that man to take care of her, but a man didn't wanna take care of a woman unless he knew that was his baby. So like the tribe Ho, if she was out, you know, sleeping with every guy in the tribe, uh, maybe the guy she really liked didn't wanna step up and take care of her because he didn't know if that was his baby. He doesn't wanna share his food. He doesn't wanna to have to hunt for three people if that's not his baby. And so men don't value women who give it up real easy because they know, hey, you know, like when you hear a girl say like, I normally don't do this on the first date, 
But I'm just gonna tell you ladies, when you say that, most men are like, yeah, right. And so when, you, when you're too available, you're not rare, you're not special, and it's easier for them to lose interest in you. A third reason why this is a huge problem when I see women who are taking the lead in relationships and they're chasing men and they're calling and they're you know, really doing all the work in the relationship is if, ladies, if you want a masculine man, you need to let him pursue. Dr. Pat Allen is a very well-known, highly regarded marriage and family therapist and she's been doing research on male and female dynamics for years, like since before any of you were even born. And here's what she says, and it's true. You can't have two masculines in a relationship and you can't have two feminines. I'm not talking about being gay, okay? Because this applies in a gay relationship as well. You can't have two feminine people and two masculine people, okay? So in other words, you can't have a masculine man and a masculine man. You can't have a masculine man and a masculine woman because what happens there is you'll get a competition. Now, when I say a masculine man, I'm not talking about his sexual preference. I'm talking about more of his energy. So does he tend to be an alpha male? If he's an alpha male, he's going to want a feminine energy woman. If he's gay, he's gonna want a feminine energy man, meaning someone who will let him take the lead. And think about just like in sex, the masculine is you know penetrating, driving, getting it done. The feminine is open and receptive. It is the same thing when we talk about masculine energy or feminine energy. So you can't have two feminines in a relationship. Nobody would ever do anything. And you can't have two masculines because they'll end up competing and somebody's gonna be not masculine anymore. One of the things that I see with women is a lot of women, we want a masculine man. We want a real man. We want you to be a man. Be a man. Stand up and be a man. But he can't be a man when you're being the man. So when you're telling him what to do, when you're calling him, when you're taking the lead in the relationship, he can't be the man because you're being the man. So then you're gonna get mad at him because you're gonna be like, well, how come you never take the initiative? How come you never do anything? Well, how can he? You're doing everything. And if he's sticking around, it might be because he has more feminine energy. So you have to decide what you want, ladies. If you want a masculine man, then you have to be feminine. And here's the thing, masculine men want to pursue. They want to take the lead and call women. And I cannot tell you how many men your age I have talked to, I have coached them. And what they say to me is, I don't know, I mean, I know she really likes me, but I'm ju I just don't like her, I'm just not into her. And yeah, it's usually because the, the woman is being so aggressive. I had one student one time, he had been dating this girl for the entire time they were in college, and she had actually made him wonder if he was gay because he, he, they were together and he, he didn't really feel a whole lot for her and she was picking up on that and then she was you know like, why are you so passive? How come you're not more like a man? How come, I mean, she just was beating him down and he was starting to think, what's wrong with me? Like, am I gay? Like, I'm not attracted to men, what's up? And when they broke up and he started meeting women that weren't aggressive and that he 
met women that he was able to pursue, I'm gonna tell you what, he, he felt like a new man. Now that can be hard because you might like a guy and he's not making a move. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a different episode because that's a case of if you like a guy and he's not pursuing you or he's not putting any moves or any effort into getting to know you, it's probably because he's not interested. And that's really hard for us as women to think, but I really like him and why doesn't he like me? If he just got to know me, he'd like me, but maybe he just doesn't like you. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Now, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. And I'd really love to hear from you. Um, guys, I'd really love to hear your perspective on what we talked about tonight. Ladies, really wanna hear from you as well and find out what you're struggling with because I know when you're in college, everyone's telling you like, don't worry about relationships, just focus on school. But the truth is relationships are a big part of your experience in life in general and at this age right now. So put in the comments and let us know what you think. Or you can always reach out to us at collegeonfleek.com. Now join us next week because we're going to talk about the absolute number one hands down thing you need to be successful in life at all, period. One thing. That's next week here on College on Fleek.